0: Well, hey there, streakers. Hopefully you are having a fantastic day. This is Jeff Downs, and we're going to be talking a little bit about today something I had a a presentation on. It was on generative AI, artificial intelligence. Have you been messing around with ChatGPT or been looking into what generative AI can do? Well, today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what I found out and how it all relates to streaking. So with that, let's start streaking. As I was uh, in the normal course of events today, we had a presentation from um, an individual who is really into the research of AI. And there were about 50 people, it was an online presentation, 50 people in it. And he was talking about just what's on the horizon for artificial intelligence. Now, what he wasn't talking about was what's on the way future of artificial intelligence. It's more like what's in the next two to three years. And I just got to say, amazing. Some of the things that can be generated by artificial intelligence is just mind-blowing. Mind-blowing because it has implications to our real world, what we do on a daily basis. On a weekly basis, in work and in life, there are things that are going to be happening in the next two to three years that will impact us and you've probably already been impacted by artificial intelligence you know that when you go to chat gpt or any of the other artificial intelligences you can in a normal natural language ask a question and receive a normal natural response not something that's hard to understand or that is uh, is you need a special decoder ring to be able to understand but it is actually something that you can take in and appreciate. Some have said they're a little nervous about artificial intelligence and what it will do. And others have talked about the statistics that are returned or the references that are returned. And yet, it doesn't do a great job. It will make up data and information. It will make up statistics and information that generative AI will. However, if you use it to generate things like Email responses or generate um, papers or information that is, you know, you're curious about. All of that is quite amazing as far as what it will do. Now, other, some people have said, well, generative AI, it's going to lower the intelligence level of everyone because they'll just have this generative AI write their papers for them. What I would say is that it's a great place to start, but it will not. And nor will it ever replace human creativity and intelligence. It can mimic, it can copy, it can take many different human intelligences as far as data and information that's out there and put them together and have something that is, if you will, an original piece of art from several different artists. However, it has to have a frame of reference before it will ever be able to bring those things together. And that's where human intelligence comes in. Well, as we went through this generative AI presentation, there were a couple of areas that stood out to me. The first area was a study that the Gartner Group did on the generative AI as far as the emerging technology through 2023. What they projected through what's called a hype cy- cycle or a hype, what is it? Um, yeah, a hype, oh, come on, it just left me. Oh, yeah, the hype cycle for emerging technology. When it starts out and it climbs and it gets all the way up and, you know, artificial intelligence right now, according to Gartner, is at the, the climax of its hype. It is at the peak. And after the peak of excitement, it goes down into the trough of disillusionment. That was really exciting and fun and now it's you know what not as great as we thought it would be think about for example when the internet was first introduced you and i were really excited about it or you talk about the tech bubble and everything was like oh it's a new online business and we need to invest in it because online businesses are the way of the future And eventually all of that hype built to a climax and then the bubble burst and it went down to the trough of disillusionment till today, where basically it's the plateau of productivity. And this is all according to the hype cycle in Gartner's research, that the expectations are really high and the peak of inflated expectations. And then it goes down into this disillusionment and then it starts to move its way back up to where it's a plateau of productivity. It stays where it is. Think about the internet now, how it operates in your life, in my life. All of that is now at a plateau of productivity. You're not seeing the hype that was in the brand new businesses that were created right at the climax of the internet. Well, generative AI is right now at that, it's at the climax, the hype, according to Gartner Research. And they say this, generative AI will continue to have a profound Business impact as it reaches mainstream adoption in two to five years, so it's just it's right around the corner in regards to what it's going to be able to provide. And there's all kinds of programs that are out there that provide generative AI capabilities, from OpenAI, which is ChatGPT, through Google, Azure, Gemini, Bard, Microsoft, WatsonX, uh, uh, AI Twenty One Labs, Oracle. All of these are apps or organizations that are using generative AI to accomplish business needs. When Bill Gates saw this, he said, I knew I had just seen the most important advance in technology since the graphical user interface. Some look at Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, those two, as the basically the fathers of the graphical user interface. They are the ones that really got it out into market. Not that they're the ones that invented it, but they were the ones that got it, as Bill Gates wanted to do, a a computer on every desktop in the world. Well, that's what they brought to the market. And now for Bill Gates to say something like, hey, this is the most important advance in technology since the graphical user interface, that's pretty significant. So significant that Microsoft has invested billions of dollars, $13 billion, to put into their generative AI program, which is called Copilot. And they believe that Copilot will fundamentally transform your relationship to technology and usher in a new era of computing. And that's according to their CEO. As you look at generative AI in your own personal life, whether that be at home or at work, according to a lot of research that's out there, it's going to increase your productivity by 30 to 80%. Think. For example, if you don't have to come up with, from your head, the, the tenor of an email to say, for example, invite everyone to your holiday party, you can just put it in and say, please make an invitation for my closest friends to join me at a holiday party into ChatGPT. It'll generate it within seconds. You'll be able to put it on, a little bit of editing, and out it goes. Your productivity just went off the charts. I mean, through the roof. Fantastic. As you look at and continue to, to think through where you may use generative AI, there's a couple of things to consider. First, that it's it can be an explosion of AI is potentially the most transformational trend of our lifetime. And that's according to Workday's co-founder, Anil Bursi, uh, um, sorry, Bousri, and that is i i mean that's transformational all those things can happen uh microsoft using something else called not only copilot but viva skills sap being able to get into the play uh all of these things are part of this ai this ai world that's starting to come about um you know it's kind of some other interesting things is the art that's generated from the AI interfaces. In other words, you put in a prompt, generate art, for example, if you wanted to have uh, uh, an old man drinking a cup of coffee in the art of Norman Walkwell, that would be something that would be generated right away. And it's real-time generation. Uh, this is Yusuf Mitty, from the, one of the executive vice president of Microsoft, says, just stop for a second and look at what you can do now that you couldn't do a year ago. Any of us can create some of the world, some of the most breathtaking images in the world just by using our words. And if you go into any of the AI generators that generate the art, it is dumbfounding as far as what it will do and what it will produce just from you providing a little bit of a prompt here, a little bit of a prompt there. Like I said, uh, old man drinking a cup of coffee in the style of Norman Rockwell, and you get these images that are returned that are right on point, exactly what it is you need. Um, Just other things, you know, there's smart glasses that are coming into play. AI can help with the universal translator. Uh, There's a pin that you can wear on your lapel and people will speak to you in one language. You can push a button and learn what it is they're saying and then be able to say it back to them. You speak the English, but if they speak French, you speak it and the device translates it for you. That's all coming in the next couple of years. Amazing stuff. The question for all of this is what does what's the human component of this and wh- it, where is it that it gets scary? And by the way, I know you join this podcast because you want to hear a little bit more about how you can apply streaking in your life. Believe me, we're coming around to that. Here's, um, here, but, but before we get there, I just want to comment a little bit on the human part of this. I once did a keynote and if you listen to the podcast a little while back, I talked about behind the scenes of a keynote, what I do to prepare for it. And the individual that spoke before me at a particular keynote where I was basically said that the, with with AI, he was he was talking about all the, different, all the future things, not just what was on the horizon, but all the future things as far as artificial intelligence is concerned. And he was speaking about how it's going to be able to cure cancer and be able to do everything that maybe we haven't even thought about doing. At the end of the day, though, and when I got up on stage and I followed him, I said, no matter what, all AI is powered by H.I., Human intelligence is going to be the thing that continues to power it, the creativity that comes. So, for example, if we go back to the cup of coffee, uh, the man, the old man with a cup of coffee, if that's the prompt I give in the style of Norman Rockwell and it turns these great print paintings, well, guess what? For it to be in the style of Norman Rockwell, there had to be a Norman Rockwell. You had to have that artist do those paintings. There are many, many, many more human artists that are going to be able to come up with, that will come up with creatively different styles of art. And then the AI can use those as a reference. But as far as being creative and doing something truly creative and new, the AI is limited to only what's out there. Can they combine a whole bunch of different styles and put it together? Sure, they can. However, in looking at that, there always is going to have to be some, something of human intelligence that allows the AI to function. When you get to the place of having AI available, first of all, let me just make clear, I think there's going to be a lot of great productivity gains from it, and I'm all for it. I'm looking at it saying there's going to be a lot of opportunity. What it will never replace is the activity that you need to do to become the person you want to be. I think about, for example, the streaks that I have in my life to become the person I want to be. Can AI do the activity for me? Well, let's just look at that in reality. Yes, if I wanted to be a writer and I put in a few prompts that says, hey, write a book about, and I give whatever the subject is and AI returns to me chapters, subheadings of this book, I can go in, edit those, submit them to publishers, and possibly get published. Does that make me a writer? Maybe, if you had the prompts. However, what it's not going to do is put in the prompt for you. You have to decide the activity. You have to be intentional and deliberate. Now, if I wanted to be more creative and to put my neurons... Together in my brain, then I probably would not have the AI generate for me the text of the book, but I may have it give me ideas of what are some of the subjects that are popular today that I could write on. And then I write a book from it. And I also use it as a reference engine to be able to say, are there references to any particular study in any particular area that then it could return to me? Again, being conscious and cautious of what it is that it returns. However, it will get better and better, more accurate, and give me the information I need to be able to put together a book or books that are representing some of the different thoughts and insights that I have. You continue forward with that. As a leader in any type of organization, be it a nonprofit, for-profit, government organization, how AI is used and being able to lead people, in the way that they are inspired and motivated. Again, AI can give you the information. However, for the inspiration and motivation, that's going to be something that you do as a leader in your home, in business, wherever it is. The leadership principles, the, the ability to be able to read people, understand where it is they're coming from and be able to provide for them what they need in order to progress in their own lives and to be the kind of people that they want to be that takes human interaction all of that takes human interaction so as you think about artificial intelligence and generative artificial intelligence in other words the intelligence the the what is generated out of ai gives you a whole bunch of productivity gains an opportunity to spark creativity within your own brain and the ability to research and use it as an assistant, an executive assistant to get for you the information you need to be able to put together creative thoughts and ideas. That's fantastic. It's interesting. There was a, an author, who, Alvin Toffler, who in the 1970s wrote a book. And the title of the book was Future Shock. And what is the definition of future shock? A state of distress Or disorientation due to rapid social or technological change. That is something that many of us face. I remember while this morning, while I was watching this presentation, I did start to feel a little bit of anxiety inside, thinking, "My goodness, is this going to take over the world?" And I think that there are, in fact, Jamie and I just watched uh, with the boys. What was it? The Creator or something like that? It's a dystopian type. type movie that basically says AI is taking over the world and that it's got to be destroyed. And AI was bombed for, or bombed, was blamed for a nuclear bomb that went off in Los Angeles. And so there was a great war against the AI and the robots and everything else. Well, kind of interesting. And I think that that plays on this whole idea of the state of distress or disorientation due to rapid social or technological change. And we have a lot of social and technological change. The other, written in 2023, called Culture Shock. One thing we know for sure: nothing is going back to normal. I don't know who defines normal. I think that normal is always a state of change. But this is this is a quote from the book on from uh, from Gallup called Culture Shock. Most employees will now operate more like independent contractors or gig workers. It may become nearly impossible to create a culture of committed team members and powerful relationships at work. How will you maintain your customer's commitment when you're struggling to create a culture of dedicated employees who build and strengthen relationships with those customers? Again, this is where leadership comes into play. And where as a person who is involved with other people, you lead them in a way that helps them to become who they want to be. Leaders serve. And the way that they serve is by challenging and inviting and motivating and inspiring people to higher levels of performance so that there there is the opportunity for you to put streaks in your life that help you develop as a leader and as an individual that will then take advantage of all of the great things that AI has to offer what are some of those streaks Studying at least one leadership develop, or one leadership skill, uh, st- and I say studying, but reviewing a leadership skill at least one time weekly. Another one may be to um, learn, you know, re- research or search out at least one thing on AI daily and keep track of that. Do it for 90 days. Do a challenge streak for yourself and say, I'm going to do this for 90 days and see what it is that I'm missing and the opportunity to dive into it. What I would say is don't ignore it. AI is going to be part of our lives, no matter if you like it or not. It will be in your life. Therefore, learning about it, understanding it, even more than what you have now, that, and if you you know nothing about it now, getting into it a little bit, and then if you know a little bit about, about it now, getting into it a lot, will help you to see how you can apply it, not only in your own life, but how others are going to be applying in theirs, And what we can do to make it even more productive. That's so that, and that would be from a streak of research or search at least one AI principle every single day. There are so many other streaks that you can set. The key here is that you set the streak and you keep that streak alive, see how many days in a row you can do it, giving yourself the best opportunity to. Be a continuous learner, if that's who you want to be, or to be someone who is an expert in the field of artificial intelligence. All of that comes down to what you do on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis, and that's why you set a streak. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the conversation I've had with you today on artificial intelligence and streaking. I want to give a special shout out to Adam Merrill, who's the Executive Vice President of Franklin Covey, for what you heard me talk about in this entire thing was what he had looked up, referenced, and presented to us. So, great shout out to Adam for that. Appreciate it. And also, really great big thanks to everyone who's involved in figuring out how to use this in a productive fantastic way. One thing you can always do is set a streak on it. Streaking helps you get to where you want to go. If you want to buy the book, you can do that at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or anywhere books are sold. If you want to learn more about streaking, download the app, see how others are streaking right now today, be able to post on your own streaks and also be able to read others and see what they're doing. Learning also is in the app itself. If you click on learn, you can see the three laws of streaking. There's going to be some fantastic upgrades to the app coming up. I won't bring them out right now, but I will in a future episode of the podcast. One of the podcast episodes, I think I'll do this uh, tomorrow or the next day. I want to talk to you a little bit about slowing down in a fog and how streaking can help you out of a fog. Well, until we talk again fantastic, wonderful, amazing day, and keep streaking.